0: and welcome to the Trash Tapes Podcast as part of the Enigmatic Productions Network. If you love bad cinema and incredible deep dives into cult film, then you have come to the right place. So if you like what you hear and want to support us, you can do so by donating some funds to our Buy Me A Coffee website, along with the ACAR supporter feature. All of these can be found in the description below. And now, on with the show... Just to check, because I've closed all the windows in my house, but uh, you can't hear the traffic, can you?
1: I can't hear any traffic, now.
0: Good, because um, I don't know what it is about either my road or this side of the street or whatever, but when a motorbike or a car goes past this house, it is the loudest yeah. thing. It just rattles the house. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. Like you can, uh, I could be something that's already hearing like a... Christ, what kind of speed were you going at? I don't know. Uh, maybe people just want to speed around my corner. Speaking of Flash,
1: it's bikers this. just showing off. Remember that South Park episode of bikers where they just like want to like make noise and kind of just, just that they, if, if people weren't paying attention to them, they were just kind of making noise, like, like even more noise. And even when they weren't on the bikes, they were like going, I'm just making the sounds of a bike so that people like, paid attention to them. <laughs>
0: are you saying that there's a bunch of harley davidson fans just purposely driving past my house just to show off
1: <laughs> yeah they're like pay attention to me i've been a loud machine
0: it's like stop it i'm trying to watch telling ridiculous <laughs> are about to experience trash cinema. of the Trash Tapes, one man's trash is another man's treasure. I'm your host, Johan Shapall, and the Inflictor of Pain, and join me as usual as my victim and DJ, Edward Harvey. How are you doing?
1: I'm pretty good, thanks, mate. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. Um, I've had a week off, which is weird when actually we're in a situation where, you know, the world's on fire, so you can't really do much in a week. Yeah, um,
1: and a lot of the time, even if you're working, it kind of feels like a week off, doesn't it? But like a, a bad week off because you still got to do other stuff like work from home. But you're kind of like off.
0: It's weird. Oh, tell me, I don't. I, I don't. Yeah. I, sometimes there've been days where I forgot what day it was. It's like, oh, oh, I've got to do stuff. Like today is Saturday. Well, How do I know Saturday? Saturday feels like a Tuesday for me these days. Yeah, oh.
1: weekends are
0: meaningless at the moment. Time is a construct and it's all broken now thanks to COVID, uh, but uh, we're still getting through it um, and it's good uh, then what we decided to do this summer basically is obviously we start off with a bit of a corker this summer by having the uh, Captain America 1990 um, uh, watch along which was, uh, that was fun, um, yeah. that, was, that was a good one. And I know we suggested it, but I think, you know what, we should totally do it. We are going to be doing the Summer of Superhero Schlock.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm well up for that. Just, just continue, keep that theme going, you know?
0: Yeah, we're going to try and do is We're going to basically try and cram in as many bad or famously infamous superhero uh, movies or things as all time and try and cram them in. So that's going to be a well. So we're going to move on to the next one. Now, we did Marvel. Last time, yeah, we might as well do DC now. This was something that we, we were thinking about and talking through, it and I said, you know what, we haven't seen this in a while, so let's watch it. Now, this is uh, this is going, this is the 1990 Flash. We're doing the Flash, yay, Central City to be a peaceful place now something dark and terrifying is erupting from the city's core i thought you were upstairs what do you think you are doing central city is crumbling its people live in fear and they will watch as we destroy their hero cops one by one Cross-reference against the sample from that gun shop they hit on Tuesday. Barry Allen is a scientist, not a hero. But when lightning strikes, it transforms the ordinary into the extraordinary. Heart rate is accelerating. Muscle tissue expanding. You're holding at 200 miles per hour. 300. 47 miles an hour. That was before the equipment crashed. What's happening to me? While the city goes crazy, so does Barry's metabolism.
1: I can't believe it was over so quickly. After all that anticipation, why bother?
0: Tony bucks for a fight that's over in two rounds question is which will blow up first no more games
1: i want you to build a hood Just cover my face so no one will know who i am you know that insignia they all wear on their backs well i've got one of my own
0: because the flash isn't technically a movie it is we're doing the first ever tv pilot on this podcast
1: yeah i mean it's like i I thought of it i mean i've never watched the actual series i remember Mm. this was kind of like marketed as a movie back in when i was a kid because i don't think we had the flash tv series in the uk so Mm. the the tv pilot because it was feature length was kind of like uh, advertised in video rental places as just like a movie. And I felt it, I I thought it was just a film. I didn't know there was a TV series back then. So I just thought of it, and I still, until recently, and like doing a bit of research and stuff, I thought it was a a film for, for a long time.
0: But now you know it's yeah. actually a pilot episode for a of, for the season of The Flash, which I actually remember watching later down the line as a kid. Mm. Um, I remember watching it; it was great. Uh, it was a goodish show. Like it wasn't as uh, as rem- it wasn't as sort of like the greater one of the better like uh, shows, but it had some good stuff in it, like Mark Hamill as being the trickster, which yeah. is awesome. Um, but it's a good. Sh- it was a decent show, but they marketed and sold off the idea that they were going to try and sell the, sort of the, uh, like, they were, they were trying to pitch the idea that the pilot episode, which we're going to get to a little bit of information about all this, uh was going to be, almost was sold, like you said, as a big movie event. It, but it was for television. So it was like supposed to be this big television movie event mm. that was going to be The Flash. It's The Flash movie. You liked Batman? Well, we now have The Flash, and it's, that kind of marketing—it's kind of aggressive how it was sold that way.
1: Yeah, and it's got a bit of the feel of like the Batman, hasn't it? I mean, it's got like the obviously the the composer Danny Elfman did the music, so it's that always helps, I think, with, with get the right composer for a superhero mm-hmm. movie, and it'll sound really yeah. grand and kind of like like that nineties superhero kind of aesthetic, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. It had uh, like to mention Danny Elfman did do the theme tune, uh, the theme song for the Flash. Yeah, and and did and did the composing for the first episode. All the other episodes after that was done by uh, was done by Shirley Walker, but tried to imitate a lot of the Danny Elfman feel to it. I guess um, a bit
1: like um, you know the Batman animated series. Obviously, he mm. he did the theme for that, uh, yeah. and then. Other uh, composers just like emulated his music, didn't they, for the other episodes? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. So there
0: we go. Now, so for, for those who may be thinking, "What the hell we're talking about?" Well, in 1990, there was a TV series of The Flash, which, like, which, like, which must have must have fallen underrated or must not been as popular as people thought because you didn't even know this was a TV series until very recently. So. We're going to have a look into that. So, The Flash was an American TV series developed by the writing team of Danny Bilsman and Paul DeMeo. Of um, that was aired on CBS on September twentieth, nineteen ninety, till May nineteen ninety-one. It was based on the is based on the DC comic book character of Barry Allen, aka the Flash, uh, a costume superhero, crime fighter with the power to move at superhuman speeds. Yeah. Now, the one of the biggest, I think, one of the biggest selling points that you had. For me to rewatch this, is the fact that The Flash is played by John Wesley Shipp, which is, which you said, like, oh, it's the dad from Dawson's Creek.
1: Yeah, it's Mitch Leary, Dawson's dad. He's such a like a stud. He's like a, a typical like Gillette model kind of dad, isn't he? Like,
0: <laughs> oh, oh, but the thing, is, the thing is, looking back at this because it's been a while, a long time since seen TV series. Uh, John Wesley shit back in his heyday was a handsome man, definitely. Like, yeah, wow.
1: yeah, yeah. So... He's got he's got like the like the, the you know the proper thick like square jaw, hasn't he? And he's he's just like mm. he's a, he's a man you want to be saved by, isn't he? <laughs> I am watching. We're watching like Dawson's Creek at the moment, like going through Dawson's Creek on uh, Channel Four. You know, all four, like the on-demand type of thing. And uh, yeah. so I'm seeing a lot of uh, older John Wesley Ship at the moment. He's, in, well, he's not yeah. actually. He's not in it as much as you'd think, but because he's he's not the but main character. But yeah, he's uh, a f- a, f- a friendly face to me. <laughs>
0: and, and and now you've got to watch him again in the Pilot episode, and just saying, oh look at that. There you go. Uh, There's this the thing. The idea for this episode was predominantly you say we're going to The Flash because it stars the guy from Dawson's Creek. Which and is also just...
1: uh, because I own it on VHS. And you've got gold yes. little things like this at the start. This
0: go film has been classified PG. That stands for parental guidance, which means that parents might want to check up on it before showing it to their younger children. So British. <laughs> action film,
1: it might have some violence. If it's romantic, it might have some sexy scenes or very <laughs>
0: Sexy br- scenes. It might also have some of the mildest swear words.
1: Yeah. And that's, I love that bro- British broadcaster type voice. So you don't get like voiceover like that anymore.
0: You don't. And that's the interesting. It might contain some
1: sexy scenes.
0: I like, I like. Somebody needs to elaborate what sexy scenes are entirely because there's different levels of sexy. In this episode, there was probably one sexy scene. It wasn't really a sex scene. It was just, like, them cuddling afterwards in bed, wasn't it? Which,
1: yeah, it, uh, it had a really... I mean, I've got a clip of that, but I'll play it when we get to it. It's got a really bad kind of, like, gag.
0: The, le- le- let's just go very quickly, the summary of the entire show, but realistically, it, we're going to go for the just. We're only going to be talking about the pilots. We're not doing the whole... Jesus. The entire uh, thing would take us days. Yeah. So because each episode, I believe, was about a 30, 30 to 45, 45 minute episode. Yeah. So, oh, imagine watching every all 22 episodes of that. Mm. Would have been exhausting. So, uh, Barry Allen, who in this version, I believe is a forensic scientist working for the Central City Police, is struck by lightning and in chemicals in his lab. He soon develops super speed and creates a superhero identity to, to fight crime known as the Flash. A research scientist called Tina, Mc, is it, is it called Tina McGee, McGee.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
0: McGee. I'm sorry, I hate the McGee. Sounds like it's a terrible way. I can't pronounce it properly. It sounds gross. Uh, (laughs) Tina McGee works in Star Labs and helps Barry fight crime while trying to understand how his powers are developing, which also later on uh, sort of feels like it's going to be a love interest, but we'll explain that in a minute. Uh, Barry tries to then uh, ma- maintain his private life and while Trill trying to keep his superhero identity from his colleagues, his boss, Lieutenant Garfield, and his best friend, Julio Mendez, who is a Who's again, like just to sort of say here, a lot of recognizable faces here. Like Julio Mendez is played by Alex Desert, uh Desert. And he's a uh, and he's a, uh, he's recognizable. You've seen him in a lot of stuff. Same with like Amanda Pays and a whole bunch of different people. They're all kind of they no there's no people you haven't seen before in like the eighties and nineties. Oh yeah, definitely familiar, yeah. But the weird thing about all this is the production and what they've tried to do with it. Now. Uh, development of the series uh, began in 1988 when Warner Brothers tried to develop a TV series based, uh, you know, trying to, to try and develop things on the DC comic characters. Danny and Paul uh, then conceived to, fe- to feature several superheroes. They wanted to do sort of like uh, a Justice League idea at the beginning. Yeah, um, they want to try they, basically they wanted to jump the ship and say, you know what, you don't need to know everyone. Everyone knows Superman, Wonder Woman, all. I right, just just make the just make let's make the Justice League now. Mm. Um, but, I've, but they weren't too hot about it. But, um, but they did say that the moment they found out the, how Batman 1989 did was such a huge success, they decided to say, you know what? We'll focus on one, but we want to keep it in the similar mood as that. Um, and that's when The Flash was announced. Uh, they, they wrote the pilot, which was, was completed in 1990, and they filmed, it. they filmed the pilot of this episode in six weeks. Wow. And the final six whole weeks and the final effects for the pilot were completed a week before it was aired. God. Wow. It quick, was kind of tight. Really quick turnaround then, yeah? Humongously so. So they, they filmed; they had everything filmed between May and June and then by just a week before the, the launch in September, it was done. Bilson actually then said that there were 125 special effects in the pilot's episode alone. And it was done to, on a grand scale, but always felt that even then they could have done more with it. This is one thing that kind of surprised me. Um, the two the, the two hour long pilot episode. Do you know how much that episode just that episode alone cost? Um,
1: I don't know, a few million. Like it looked, it looked like it was really, really like high production value for a TV movie. Anyway,
0: it was. Six million dollars to make the to make the first episode, and then every other episode after that cost about one point seven million to make. Wow! This was at the time in 1990 the most expensive TV show ever made. Now things have trumped it, like things like Lost and things like go uh, you know Game of Thrones have trumped all this. But at the time. Six million dollars for the pilot episode, and then one point six million dollars per episode after that. It, this was, cost, it was costing Warner Brothers a lot of money,
1: yeah, a bit a bit higher production value than the Adventure uh, Lois and Clark. Then <laughs> oh,
0: hell yeah, wow, Lois and Clark,
1: or the that was also known as the New Adventures of Superman. So it was like known as that over here. Like in in yeah. the US, it was always Lois and Clark, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, but here's a weird thing about that one It's because that 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 series aimed at not really Superman, wasn't it? It felt like it was it was it was very weird how a show about Superman felt very much like it had not a lot to do with Superman.
1: You got the legendary Dean Cain and Terry Hatcher in that
0: one. Oh, what <laughs> uh, did do? I love those guys at the time,
1: but I bet, if you yeah, watch, I, mean, I bet if you watch an episode of it now, I bet it'd be so cringe. I bet it'd be like two nineties.
0: Uh, it's almost very similar to how I feel when I watch Charmed. It's yeah. the same thing. I watch Charmed and go like, oh, oh, that is very late nineties, early noughties, isn't it? Ah, oh, oh, yeah. what is this? Oh, I'm having nightmares. Right. <laughs> what do you think of the costume? Before we go into anything else, obviously The Flash is famous for his red costume and lightning bolt. What yeah. do you think of the costume?
1: I really I still like it. I mean I really loved it at the time. And mm-hmm. I st- still like it now. I mean, it's it's the thing is the flash co- costume. You can only really sort of do it in a certain way. It's kind of got yeah. to have a certain look. Uh, but mm-hmm. I love like it's got this weird kind of like texture to it. So it almost looks like it's like like a, a suede or something. It's like a really odd kind of texture, but <clears throat> it, it looks really cool. And and um and it yeah, it's it's uh it's definitely got got looks like it's got a bit of an influence from the Batman 89 one, but I don't know where that's true. I might just be.
0: Well, actually there is a point to this. Uh, there were four flash costumes made for the series, right? So four of them, each one cost a hundred thousand dollars, right? Expensive suit. Um, on the suit, uh, the, the, the the writers actually said that John had to have an entire body cat. So Mm. just imagine him in the matches. Imagine him like in a, like in a pool, just lying down. Right. We're just gonna, just gonna mold this to you. Right. Um, Uh, the, the suit was made out of latex. The, the suit was made out of latex, uh, but it was quite. Uh, but it could be quite. It was quite difficult to process how to get it right. And he actually did say that the suit was critical. You cannot, after Batman, have just a guy running around in tights.
1: No, definitely
0: not. So that's I mean, actually his words after that. So I mean, the Flash.
1: You would think you expect him to be a bit more kind of like athletic looking but wesley ship's like really buff isn't it he? he's like really he, he was really sort of ripped and buff in this movie so the suit look he looks so muscular in it doesn't
0: he, he, he how can i describe this nicely he's a bit of a human triangle he's yeah. got such broad shoulders mm. it's it, it's just bulging there's no way he could be like slim and athletic like the other versions of the flash have come up afterwards yes yeah. big guy right uh, the Flash costume was designed and created by Robert Short and Built-in Studios. The Short said that the latex suits were specifically treated to disguise their rubber surfaces, hence the extra muscles and so on, uh, so they would, ha- so it would, so it would look like a stretch under, like a unitard. Yeah. Right? Um, and Ship wore watercolored undergarments to combat the heat of the suit. Mm. So this one was actually more practical than the Batman suit. Which you know, the little, uh, no, I'm not going to lie, Tim Burns, Batman suit. The guy, Batman can't even turn his head, right? Yeah.
1: yeah, especially the the version in the first film. It's like when when Michael Keaton has to turn abruptly, he kind of has to turn his whole body, doesn't he? And it makes for some like awkward action scenes, but like. Uh, yeah, I mean though. they they changed it obviously for Batman Returns, but like yeah.
0: Right. they also then said that uh, Bob uh, Bob Miller also said that everyone else in the co- everyone else in the costume department realistically, I they wanted everyone to be as comfortable as possible, including Amanda Pays, which he <laughs> says and I quote, unaggressive clothing is how they described her costume, which is <laughs> okay. Uh, though uh, though she is an aggressive career woman, she is wearing unaggressive clothing. Right. Okay. Which, in other words, is basically saying that she wears frumpy outfits. Basically,
1: yeah, they didn't want it's to like, like sort of sexualize her or anything.
0: <laughs> barely, because the idea is that she's wearing nineteen thirties, nineteen forties sort of shirts and slacks and vests, and she is she has got nothing sexy going on just all frumpy which, which is uh,
1: surprising for the era because that was a time when they just made a lot of the time they just made the female characters just like the sex appeal and that's it
0: when it finally got broadcast there's a lot of, this was what happened it got the promotion for this before getting into it was insane uh, the marketing uh, began. To pr- began marketing in July 1990. They started. They started broadcasting it in NBA games, and then they did it all between things like wrestling matches and the Family Channel, as well as com- linking the TV series with the comic book, etc. And they were, and even having four minute promos at Six Flags, just full blown on a screen, four minutes promotion during this time for this particularly just the pilot episode yeah. really promoting that this is a huge television event warner brothers banners were flying all over the place with uh all over the coast it was it was it was almost uh, inescapable um with um with the with the uh, with cbs the uh the vice president of communication cbs said we're not selling it as a comic book the Promos have to have that theatrical feel, and we want the show to have a theatrical feel.
1: Yeah, so it makes sense of me thinking that it was kind of this big kind of like movie thing, you know, in the mm-hmm. UK, even though it wasn't in cinemas, it yeah. was kind of it was advertised quite heavily as, as a as like a, a, a video yeah, uh, to uh, a film to rent in the video shop kind of like yeah and it was all like you know you had all those big cardboard cutouts and stuff of the flash oh they were
0: huge yeah again they were all you couldn't escape the flash in 1990 and the first episode did really well in the ratings right mm. but the reason why it didn't do very well after that is because it clashed with quite a few things right so for example um, it was originally launched on uh, at 8 pm on a Thursday right on television on CBS but it was going against um other bigger shows including the Cosby show at the time and The Simpsons
1: oh God they're huge they're like absolutely huge shows of that era
0: so Fox was having the Simpsons NBC had the Cosby show which nowadays the Cosby show uh,
1: step back from that oh boy oh. is it a shame because I, right. I really i enjoyed the cosby show back in the day which is you can't well, you, can't, I, watch you, it you can't enjoy it now can you it's probably been erased from everywhere as well like you couldn't put yeah, in the
0: just, I brought it up so now people are gonna be thinking like can I, can I? now after this thing, after debuting right they saw that they were going to have problems so the second episode was launched Half an hour later, so at 8.30. So people who were not really trained to it, let's like, say, oh, we're starting at 8. And then go like, okay, okay. And I said, okay, so it's going to be 8 o'clock every week, yeah? No, it was doing at 8.30 because they don't want to compete against The Simpsons and The Cosby Show, which was weird at the time because they were still technically hour-long, so you would never put an hour-long show in a half-an-hour situational slot. That makes sense? Yeah. Um, they attempted to do that, but then the problem was it was an attempt to fight up against other shows, uh, things like um, other things like Babes and A Different World and all these kind of American shows. The thing is, that's the problem. Is so This is all American issues, right? Um, eventually, after a few episodes later, they removed it entirely from Thursday nights and moved it to Saturday nights. But then the problem with that was by that time, because you've moved the show so much, people just stopped watching it and then it ended on and it only ended on the first season
1: yeah you definitely need to the thing is i mean we make like sort of content and stuff like that we were starting to realize that you kind of have to be consistent you have to if you want to do a series you kind of have to show the same same time each week same and you know same day and and you just have to keep doing that otherwise people are just going to forget when it's on and get frustrated and and it's just like one of those things that so did yeah, that's those clashings. Did they come later down the line with as the series was going on, or was it like right from the yeah, you the know, first right pilot? from
0: the off? All oh, right, right. From the suppose... off. that's the thing though. Even the CBS were really pushing that this is a theater, this is almost like going to the theater, right? you are like this is like going to the movies, but as a TV show, they were really pushing that in. You like Batman, we got you the flash, didn't work. <laughs> So they decide to once all that was done, though they did decide to launch several episodes edited together and launch them on VHS, which was obviously the two-hour pilot episode as the one you saw. There was called "The Flash to the Revenge of the Trickster," which were the two episodes that involved the Trickster re-edited to make it a 19-minute to two-hour-long movie.
1: Right, I've seen. I've and not then- um, not seen that, but I've seen. Pictures of Mark Hamill in the costume and all that neon colours, all those nineties neon colours. He
0: looks so good. <laughs> it's so cheesy camp. I love it. And then you have, um, and then you have uh, the Flash Free, the Deadly Nightshade, which was formed by episodes in Ghost in the Machine and the Deadly Nightshade. So they would try. I think what they try to do there is try to look at it right. Which was, which were our standout episodes. We need to make some money out of this. Let's sell office VHS, and that's where a lot of people now have probably found out about the flash tv series is through those vhs movies
1: yeah definitely yeah i mean i i just watched the uh, first one back in the day but yeah that is i, I can imagine i can see why they're doing it. they're trying to like combat the whole errors and it went wrong with it being on tv weren't they like you're saying just mm. well because we it, if it if it's costing a million each episode you, you really got to mm. try and make the the money back somewhere haven't you
0: yeah, they kind of they 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 were really really disappointed because they had huge ideas for season two, especially being they were going to bring in so many different kinds of villains from the Flash Rogue Library because the Flash actually has quite a lot of villains, even if some of them are really goofy like Reverse Flash and, and other things like that, but they were going to bring a whole bunch of them in and they were going to have people from the first season and second season come back and they were all going to do sort of basically like a Sinister Six, aka kind of a league of bad guys, all just working together to beat the Flash because they've all just been beaten up by the Flash. Terribly. Yeah, right.
1: I mean, but, like, when, when, like, the movie kicks off at the beginning, you get, like, this mm-hmm. epic kind of Flash logo with the Danny alpha music. And it's a, such a good start, isn't it? it it's mm. like this. Brilliant. Da, 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 da. It's like It's epic. such a mood setter. It's such yeah. a mood setter. And the, the Flash logo kind of, like, it flashes across the screen. You've got, like, a thunderbolt, and it's just, like... And then it sort of, it goes to the, the the city skyline behind and kind of at night. And it's kind of, it's got that dark DC vibe, hasn't it? And it's really kind of like, sets the tone
0: like really well. Like. Do you know what's good about it? It's like that to me, the show, that episode and just all the other episodes that followed after kind of knew that they weren't going to replicate entirely the timber and look of how Gotham was, but... They did where they were trying to keep the dark and moody tone of it. So they were doing like interesting neon lighting or they would just do nice angles of different things and loads to smoke. Things like that that made it moody. And yeah. the opening shows, when you see the chemical factory, you know, the big sort of the big chemical factory and all that kind of stuff there. And you see that lit by multicolored neon lights. And then down the street when it's quiet... You see, uh, you see, like uh, I think you, you see the first shot is I think this mother saying, "I told you to stay outside." I, said, I, said, I love it because I said, everybody knows like shit's about to go down and we didn't know like just yeah. stuff happens and then an army of motorcyclists, yeah, like damn. Speaking of motorcyclists, from what I was mentioning before, just this army of people in like Harley Davidsons running in, throwing what looks like. They apparently they're grenades. That's not a grenade. Yeah.
1: yeah. Were they? Did they have like petrol bombs and stuff, or is it just like? It's
0: I just can't... those. It's just a, it's just those bright neon green balls that happen to explode on impact.
1: I suppose because it's like a a PG, they can't be too violent, can they? That, that's that's the the downside. But yeah, you they... say
0: that. You say that. But in this episode alone, there is a horrifically nasty death. <laughs> So basically, it turns out basically that there is an evil motorcycle gang who is taking over Central City and are just, by the sound of things, just bombing things up for the sake of it. Like there's, it there doesn't seem to be a very logical plan with these guys.
1: Yeah. And then shortly after that, you kind of move to the... Uh... The family don't you like the the flat the barry's family and they're having like dinner and stuff like that and there's there's a there's like the dad is like always sort of praising the, jay the the other son isn't he like and there's yeah. a lot of a bit of a brotherly rivalry there but there's an excellent uh exposition dump that the dad says to, to, to put you up to speed of what jay does and i'll play that I don't play it. I just wish for a little bit of my brother's brains. Hey, leave me out of this. You're not doing so bad on your own, Jay. Yeah,
0: hell, forty-two years old, commanding the motorcycle division, I think you're doing pretty damn well for yourself. Not to mention digging down that Conway and his hijacking crew.
1: Well, actually, Dad, I was burying the crime lab boys who put us on the car. Hey, I'm mean,
0: sure, sure, lab boys are important, but real cops, you know, work the street, facing the scum of the earth with nothing to back you up. But a gun, Run a, a badge, badge, and a prayer. Okay, Dad. <laughs> okay, who wants coffee?
1: So it's quite innocent in that scene, but it becomes like later on the, the, the fact that he, he kind of just wants to prove himself to his dad, doesn't he? He's like, he's a scientist, he's not a hero, he's like his brother kind of thing. And that's that's a theme that goes throughout the movie.
0: Yeah, but this is the thing. I mean, uh, out of all the characters I did not like, I didn't like the dad. And in that little paragraph alone, you know exactly his character. Yeah. Da- dad character like that. He's he, he he loves he loves the one who's going out there and solving crimes. He he respects Barry, but he doesn't like him as much as the guy who's on the streets with a gun taking down the crimes while he's in the lab. Even though even the brother said, Hey, if it wasn't for Barry's lab work, we wouldn't have found him. So yeah. gotta give him some
1: props. Yeah, I mean the brother obviously gives like Barry like <coughs> loads of respect and stuff. But yeah, the dad. I think it's cause the dad was probably a street cop as well. I think he was, wasn't yeah. he? So he's, yeah. Jay is basically like a younger version of him, isn't he? And yet yeah. Barry's like the smart, smart guy who's not like the street cop. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, they should they equally should get his full respect.
0: You know, it really kind of felt like, okay, Boomer, step back. Yeah, like you're uh, respect the new wave of science here. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that, that's the thing that was missing. Friend of barry even though she says a couple of things we're not really entirely sure what she does other than that she's an artiste that use that uses computers
1: uh well she's just i think she's just meant to be a professional artist isn't she? because she has her stuff in yeah. galleries and things like that doesn't she but she's just a generic like artist from the 90s isn't she <laughs> she
0: even looks it i mean i mean she's she's wearing even the blossom hat you know what i'm talking about yeah. like, she's got the blossom hat She's got, like, the outfit. She's like, oh, I'm free
1: spirit, man, is basically. It, is it me? Or does she look, like, too young for him as well? I think Wesley Shipp just always looks like like a very mature man. I think even, like, even back then. He just, I think it's mainly because I think of him as Dawson's dad. But, like...
0: Barry Allen it isn't supposed to be this old no. I think. I, I mean, Barry Allen, or, from, or, or just from the Flash in general, a lot of the other flashes were considered quite young. I don't know, maybe you're just a little old.
1: I like the way, they, because he's the younger brother, they had to make the, the, the brother even older, didn't they? So he's like grey and stuff. So... They, they
0: look the same age. <laughs> yeah. They look the same age, but they had to make the older brother older by giving him grey hair. It's brilliant.
1: <laughs> so he like the brother, it looks almost as old as the dad.
0: It's ridiculous. It's weird. <laughs> So at this dinner, he get uh, Barry gets a beeper. He, beep, beep. It's like oh, I gotta get, I gotta get to the lab. So he goes, so he's about to go to the lab. But here's an interesting, weird conversation they were having, where Barry gives his brother a present, which was a track medal that he somehow just kept for twenty years. Just kept it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it, it doesn't explain why he keeps it or whatever. Like it doesn't explain it. It's just like oh, I just kept it. It's like I thought I lost it. No, I just kept it. And and even said, and you get and you waited to like nearly a decade and a half to give this to me. <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, like, it's pretty silly, but yeah, it's quite so, uh, the little cheesy moments like that are kind of like quite charming though. It's weird,
0: which is good because at least at least I mean for this viewing, it was actually quite nice. It was quite tolerable to watch this this entire short this entire pilot because the pilot really wasn't that bad.
1: No, I suppose we're kind of reviewing it because it didn't do well. So we sometimes do movies that were like uh, misunderstood or TV shows that misunderstood and kind of like, and, it, and also it kind of counts if it's got a lot of cheesy kind of stuff. It kind of counts pretty, as well. it, is,
0: it is pretty cheesy. Like, for example, they get into the lab. So Barry goes to the lab and he meets Julio, who's his best buddy, right? Oh, actually, uh,
1: before they get to, uh, is that this is the bit where basically there's like uh, a TV reporter trying to get a scoop, and like they they interview him as he comes in, and that again that they I'll I'll play the clip.
0: Linda Park, WCCN News. What can you tell us about this assault on the arsenal and the Watchman's murder?
1: I just got here. Is it true the riders have
0: taken automatic weapons and explosives? I
1: don't know, but uh... is there
0: another officer we can speak with?
1: (laughs) Here comes one now.
0: Department? Are you? No,
1: Crime Lab. Want to film the sport in plastered tire tracks?
0: <laughs> Cut it. Let's see if they're should... really hammering in. Yeah, we'll
1: see if you can <sighs> find
0: us a real newscaster while you're at it. I swear she was on the shopping channel selling earrings last week.
1: <laughs> so she says, uh "Let's find a real detective." So again, that's the whole like thing where. Yeah he he's got his dad his dad saying to him that he he's not a real detective in a way and then like he, she's saying it as well so lots of things are coming at him with like yeah you're not a real cop
0: oh because you like science cuz you're a nerd you can't be not a real cop if you're not a, if you're a nerd it's, and it, it's and in, really mo- come, you
1: know? and in most situations he kind of brushes it off like like it's jokey but you can tell it's kind of got to him End, it comes so. the flash for God's sake.
0: Well, actually, uh, before before we get into the lab, let's talk about let's talk about the gang itself. So we got Pike, who let's describe how Pike looks like for a minute.
1: <laughs> he kind of looks a bit like uh, Snake Pliskin.
0: I yeah. instantly got Snake Pliskin without the eye patch. Yeah. He's got this weird sort of scarring around his face that looks like a face tattoo. Yeah. even though it isn't. Um, and it turns out that Pike was the former police officer, of, it was a former police officer for Central City Police, but was the former partner of Jay. Yeah. Which makes it all like, ooh, ooh. And And just basically, is him running a cult, basically, trying to say, we're taking down society, man. It's all a bunch of air whiffle waffle, basically.
1: Yeah, it's just one of those a bit of cliche things, like where, like, all he's he's sort of like all the out outcasts he's kind of like given a home to and he's kind of like yeah i'll provide for you now and that kind of thing isn't it like a typical cult situation isn't it yeah like you say
0: but then wasn't there one guy who's trying to say like look it's like yeah but we're we're getting out of here man i don't want to be involved in this anymore this is getting crazy right and 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 i think he's going to try and say like he's going to try and escape with his girlfriend. And uh, go off, and, and you know, I think he had money, and, ch- and just going to escape the cult, whatever it is. And then he gets caught. Yeah. And then this is what I mean by this bit is incredibly violent. And do you have a clip for some of these bits when well, all this is happening? Well,
1: basically, I-, I love this bit because the the, the basically the you tell he says that to the girlfriend, you know, like you said, like well, let's get out of here. So she wanders off, goes behind a curtain, and obviously yes. whispers into uh pikes here but you don't you haven't seen pike yet and pike comes out from the curtain and this plays (laughs) (laughs) that is that a curtain flap and pike entering the room how grand (laughs) and yeah basically he makes a spectacle of this guy and like in front of everybody and he does he has this really sort of like elaborate kind of speech where about uh I'll just play it so you can hear it. Play it.
0: In the days of Genghis Khan, a disloyal warrior was tied to a wild horse and then set free. His punishment was left to faint.
1: So basically they just tie him to the motorcycle, don't they, and kind of like just drive
0: off. (laughs) Okay, so this is what this is what they do. This is the way they do, right? So they tie him up. They hog tie him onto the motorcycle, which is yeah. true. But they put a grenade in there. Oh and yeah, that's then right. They let it, and then they let the motorcycle go down the tunnel, and then explodes. Yeah. And then we don't see we don't see the death, but that to me is going. When you say, like, oh, this is not really that violent, is it? It's like, that's pretty violent! It's
1: funny, isn't it, how they could get away with certain violence on, like, TV and movies and stuff. It, like, yeah. cause you, could have, you could have explosions and stuff. Like, people mm. could die, like, horribly from explosions. But as long as you didn't see like blood and like sort of or limbs being blown off or whatever, you, then it's fine. It's weird, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. what, you, what you don't see is fine.
0: But yeah, so that happened, and that's just basically to prove that this, that Pike is a mean son of a bitch, basically.
1: But the thing is, though, I love I love the fact that he goes like, "His punishment was left to fate." It's not really fate, though, is it? He's put in. He's <laughs> put in that situation. <laughs>
0: you shoved him in there, and the grenade blew up because you put a grenade in there. And then you—you—you you, you, you was bound to die. Like there was no way. It's like saying, "Oh, maybe you'll just drive off into the sunset." That ain't how it works, man. <laughs> <sighs> it's
1: pretty good. So we've kind of skipped ahead a little bit because there's the ac- Barry's accident, isn't there? In, in the lab that before yeah, that which, point,
0: which which we're going to talk about now. Yeah, they're in, they're in the lab. He's doing overtime stuff and everything else. Uh, Julio, they say like, "Julio, you can go. I will do the rest of this on my own." just as it goes out the accident happens and the accident is actually done the accident is done pretty cheesily and I'll be honest quite quickly and quite randomly I've
1: got a clip it's mostly just sound because obviously it's a visual thing but let, let's see if we can like, get an idea from the sound go for it So it's like ridiculously theatrical music, and you get this massive lightning bolt that just like strikes chemicals, doesn't it, in the lab? And you can yeah. hear then like there's a big explosion. It blows Barry back, and like with the explosion and all the chemicals, just like engulf him, don't they? Kind of thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. The thing is, okay, look, we knew, we know that it's that's a thunderstorm because we hear it for a while, right? We hear the thunderstorm and so on, but the lightning happens really quickly and really randomly right because it seems to magically the lightning seems to magically go through the window and strike there. I'm like wow that is threading the needle mate. Yeah um,
1: it is a bit the accident is is handled a bit like a cartoon isn't it?
0: Yeah yeah it's a bit yeah. too random but this then leads to the whole like um this leads a whole of him getting the superpowers and when he gets the superpowers um He's, first of all, he's in the hospital saying, "Look, I'm absolutely fine. I, I look great. I'm not not even a burn mark, which is ridiculous, right?" And people, but people say, "No, you should you you should stay here for a few days to do some tests." Like I don't need tests. Basically, he's getting really cocky. Like I don't need tests. I'm fine. I'm going to get continue on my work, right? Yeah, very uh, very very career focused there. But obviously, he gets back into work and he starts to realize that certain things. Are not really working the way they're supposed to, and this is where he's revealing he has his powers. each what time he does that, it's it's quite funny how he discovers his powers. Really,
1: yeah. There's this certain scene where he's at the park. It's quite early on, and he's basically playing like uh, with his dog, and he's playing like like throwing the ball around. And there's a bit where the dog runs off, and he's Mm -hmm. like he's like saying that's not our ball. And basically, it's like I'll play it now. You hear him now, just racing ahead after this ball.
0: Yeah, and he, uh, yeah. So basically, yeah. So he rushes.
1: He's, he's got the he's got the dog on a leash as and well. Anyway, we think listen to it. the music. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Uh-oh. the wah, wah, wah kind of comedy paper oh, music. Because <laughs> he, he ends he ends up a in a bush, doesn't he? Basically, yeah. He ends up going stu- stupidly fast, like after this ball. i um, I'm trying to remember, like. Does the dog just get dragged along that fast? No, no, no
0: because no, because he, he, he. First of all, he's being the dog is chasing is is chasing the ball. The dog is uh, running right with it. Right. Then he he then he's then he tries to catch up with the speed. Oh, when he overtakes the dog and he overtakes the dog. Yeah, dropping the leash, runs through a bush and misses the ball. Now. Then at this point, the dog is now terrified of him because it's like, "Oh my God, what the hell is that?" Which happens quite often. There's a, there's a clip later on where, um, when the dog, where he says, "Okay, I'm gonna, alright, I'm gonna give you for a walk," the dog just gets up, walks into the closet, and closes the door. Yeah. Because it says, "No, no, I'm not joining you. I know now. I know how walkies are like." Hell
1: no, am I doing that? That's one of those particular things that's like definitely of the era where, you know, an animal is a bit too smart. It's like, I don't think a a regular dog would be able to, like, do that.
0: Um, There's another bit later on where he realises he's got a flat tyre on his car, Mm. which is random, but okay. So he decides to try and run for the bus he but he gains too much speed and he ends up into the ocean
1: yeah so i've got a clip of that that is i love that bit when he just goes you just start yeah oh, I'll, just, I'll just run there be fine and then you just keep yeah. going and there's a lot of like sort of speeded up clips of him mm. getting, going faster and faster and it's like this barry are you okay yeah where are you crystal beach <laughs> crystal
0: beach Barry, I know you don't take my art very seriously, but I thought you'd at least show up. I tried. This will sound crazy, but I had a flat tire, so I ran for a bus, and suddenly, here I was. You're right, it does sound crazy.
1: Yes. Iris, we'll talk about it, all right? Can you just come down here and pick me up? It's weird, because in my, my memory of that scene from a kid... I I thought he ended up in like I I pictured it in my mind as him ending up in Miami Beach, but it's just a yeah. beach that's downtown. I thought he went like <laughs> sort of cross country or something. Oh, that like. would
0: been hilarious! So like, hey, I'm in Florida now. It's like, how the hell did you get that Don't ask. But it, yeah, but uh, uh, this is the thing. This is this is when I was starting to see the visual effects of the show. Mm. What do you think about the visual effects of the show as a whole? Because there are, I think there's some bits which are really good and some bits which are have dated terribly. So what do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I overall, it didn't sort of, you know, sometimes like effects of like the 80s and 90s that kind of like mm. take you out of the moment a little bit. But there's nothing really bad enough for it to do that for me, uh, in my mm. opinion. And I, I, for example, I like the stuff, like, like the scene we were just talking about, the way he goes to Crystal Beach. I liked the sort of sp- sp- sped up running, like where he's basically, there's a lot of first person view, but also it's flipped as well. So you can see his face going forwards and it, everything's yeah. going fast around him. I really like that kind of stuff. That's kind of cool.
0: That was cool. But I found that one be a little hokey because his, his arms are like blurs, right? There's like nothing. I think like, ah, it's looking a bit hokey. I would have loved if he's just running normally. Like he feels like he's running like normal, but he is super speeding it. And it's just like, how fast am I? You know, I thought he was have done that one. Um, when he's finally also in the suit and doing the running parts, there's some bits which I really like. I love the blur that he's left behind. Yeah. Which is great. I love the little blur. But then, uh, and, and there's some bits which are cool, which we'll talk about later on, where there's some stop motion kind of feeling to it. Mm. But then there are some moments where you think like, if this guy is supposed to be running at, let's say 300 or 400 kilometers an hour, right yeah it doesn't look like he's ran that fast from there to there because you see his full motion which that kind of puts me off a slight bit it's like that ain't that fast i look fast to me
1: the next sort of bit is where he's, he's about to sort of meet dr mcgee isn't it and he gets a phone call yeah. from her because she's get she's obviously interested in studying him and stuff like that so there's a phone call in the, uh, in his apartment. Why don't we talk in the morning?
0: Meet me at 50, Garrick Avenue.
1: Okay, thanks, Dr. McGee. Goodbye. Goodbye. And I love a bit with the dog in this scene. Oh, thank you, Earl. Would you like an after-dinner mint? Because basically yeah, the you... dog, while he's on his phone call, there's lots of, there's lots of cute moments with the dog, and he mm. while he's on the phone, the dog is just literally eating all of his dinner, and he's just like, yeah, do you want a after dinner mint? And I just kind
0: of. But kind here's of, the thing. <laughs> no, but here's the thing as well. Another thing we've realised is because he is running so goddamn fast, he is hungry constantly. Yeah. Um, and if this this leads to, and this is this is also a running joke in the TV series as well, where he's just constantly hungry because he's burning off so much, so many calories from all this running. Like, um, um, there's a bit later on where he meets McGee, uh, when he meets McGee, and then he goes to like a pizzeria. Yeah. <laughs> you can see how he eats. Six pizzas whole, right? Six large pizzas, and he still looks like he's hungry. So when the waiter goes up to him, like, looking like really impressed, it's like, "Do you want another?" Um, and he's like, and he's looking, he's like, he's thinking, like, "Oh, maybe," but then he's looking at her, going, "Nah, it's fine." Yeah. <laughs> it's got that like it's still following that kind of level of comedy like 90s cheesy comedy which which I think honestly it's it works fine for this because it's quite a light heart in a weird way for a show that's trying to be dark and brooding it's got quite a bit of light heartedness to it
1: yeah and when like so the next bit obviously meets Dr. McGee and there's a very yeah. sort of uh, bit, bit of dialogue that's very of the time uh, because yeah I'll play it Barry Allen I'm
0: Tina McGee
1: Hi. Something wrong? No, no. Uh, you're not what I expected. or even. So is is that just because she's a woman? I, he says that. No, I feel like it's because he kind of looks, looks her up and down, and like I think he was expecting her to be kind of something else. But he, well, I don't know. He can't know because he's spoken to them on the phones beforehand, so he knows I was that she's. You know uh, but I, mm. I I don't know why. Is it because it's, it's a weird piece outfits. of it's a weird piece of dialogue? And when I first sort of. I assumed it was the whole woman thing, but then I, yeah, it's not that, but it's I just think a bit it's a frumpy
0: if- outfit. She looks really, like, frumpy. Like, she looks, like, she doesn't look like a, maybe she just doesn't look like a scientist, <gasps> which is true. Because she looks, she's got, like, re- weirdly, like, again, unaggressive clothing for an aggressive career woman. Uh, so maybe that's the case. Maybe she looks a bit frumpy.
1: Yeah, and pretty much like from the off, they they get onto like sort of testing his speed and stuff, don't they? And there's yeah. he's, he's on a running machine, and there's a there's a bit like this. Mm. Three hundred and forty-seven miles an hour. That
0: was before the equipment crashed. You may not have hit your top speed. What's happening to me?
1: so yeah he's he's on a running machine and he just literally kind of like it's, it starts smoking isn't it, it. it yeah
0: it breaks and it, it breaks it almost instantaneously of how fast he's going um so he's going for all the tests and everything else and uh, you know it's all it's all science psycho babble but basically it's all a bunch of stuff just to explain to the audience realistically in, in and I think in a very concise, in a nice concise way of what the flash is the idea is that the flash is sort of at the moment. He's lose. He's, his his, chemi- his his cells are dying and reproducing really quickly. Um, they, he's constantly rebuilding his body. He is. He has because of all that. He has. He has the ability to get new muscle, new everything. So he can go stupid fast without any problem because he can burn it all off basically, which is brilliant. Um, and they try and explain that.
1: Yeah, and the, I, I like the fact in, in the next scene. You, is this? I've got a clip from that where the where he has the pizzas but they also have that uh, conversation and I like the fact that he 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 doesn't believe that he's becoming like this powerful thing even though he can see what's happening to him and she sort of of cottons on to to what's happening to him and he still Mm. doesn't believe it and it's funny
0: look if you have anywhere near the power I suspect you do the government will classify you as a security risk they're trying to take your cells apart trying to make a hundred of them I think
1: you've been reading too many comic books
0: I'm being serious Parry I've
1: seen it happen. So he doesn't—he doesn't cotton on, does he? To begin with, that he, he is actually quite sort of—he's going to be a powerful thing, and the, the government will want to kind of get involved. But he, he doesn't—he doesn't see that, and I don't know why he wouldn't, because he's like been running at 400 miles an hour.
0: It's not just that; it's the fact that you have ran from your home to the beach in seconds. At yeah. that point, you would clearly say, like, "Okay, I got there's something here." McGee gives her, gives him an outfit, uh, it's sort of like this red, uh, you know, uh, you know, this red pull-up kind of thing, right? Which, um, apparently says, like, well, you know, you have to stop running, because if you're running at super speed, all your clothes are breaking. Which is true, because before the outfit, all his clothes are breaking, which is yeah. hilarious. <laughs> um, so, so they test this out on a racetrack. Yeah. Um, and it's actually quite a good, but do you have a clip from anything from the racetrack?
1: I do, Yeah. yeah. The back to the Future at the moment. All right? Barry, can you hear me? Yeah. What's my velocity? Holding at
0: four
1: eighty. Can you go any faster? Can you go eighty-eight miles per hour, Barry? <laughs> <laughs> a bit faster than that, I think. Yeah.
0: Thirty. Seventy. Twenty. Be careful, Barry. You're about to cause a sonic boom. Sonic boom! Barry. Yeah, he says like he goes so fast, you called it sonic boom. Sorry, my ears were ringing. I'm starting to like this. Uh
1: huh. I think I'm starting to like this. He says at the end of that clip. Yeah, it's great like, stuff. It's good. <laughs> like I love it when he starts to really embrace the powers.
0: He's embracing it. Mm. And he even does something quite cheeky, which is why I'm convinced which is why later on you can kind of suss up that he's gonna be the new that Tina's gonna be the new love interest. Because it's like say, oh, and Tina goes, Oh, I wish I could uh, I wish I, I wish I could see how it's like. It says, why not? And literally just grabs her from the from her seat and takes her for like a spin in like a spin literally like around the track at that speed and you can see how she's flustered like wah, wah, wah. he's like i'm sorry i shouldn't have done
1: this yeah <laughs> but a little bit before that with, with the speed test on the track we go yeah. back to the biker get pike and the biker gang and yes. basically the they jay is on tv and he, he realizes yeah. who it is doesn't he pike does and he's like yeah. he's got a vendetta then hasn't he like and he, yeah but he basically jay is like saying how much he Sort of hates the gang and stuff.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a statement. We're gonna bury these guys, and you can. Hi. Quiet. This is the man who betrayed me.
1: Love his voice. The man who gave me my scars. You know, I got these scars. We've
0: crushed his- that guy. <laughs> We've humiliated his beloved police force. Yeah. Now it's time. It's, you know, rallying the troops.
1: So he he wants Jay now, doesn't he? He's yeah. he's kind of saying he's going to wreck the whole police, but he kind of wants his revenge he- against Jay.
0: He just wants to get Jay this time, yeah. right? Because Jay was the one who put him in that thing. Because already, Pike is, or was already, by the sound of things, a corrupt police officer. Um, and Jay, and something's happened with that. And Jay was responsible for giving him the mess and scars and the accident and stuff like that. So I can't, they it, it, it don't really go into a lot of details of what happened between those two. No,
1: but it, it moves on pretty quickly to, to the point where he's going to get get his revenge. Like a couple yeah. of scenes later, you get this. <laughs> Remember me <laughs> He says at the end he says it sounds like he's saying Dick, but he's actually saying Nick or something. I think he's because he's, he's called Pike, but that's his kind of like like biker name, isn't it, or something? Yes. I think he's got like I think he was Nick or something when he was the kid. Unless his
0: name is Nick Pike, which sounds horrible. Nick <laughs> Pike.
1: <laughs> but basically that's the bit where he's basically um, He's, 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 he's killed Jay, but it's kind of off screen, yeah. isn't it? You don't really see it. Then yeah.
0: Jay does die. And this is the whole thing. When Barry overhears this, uh, Barry overhears this through the through like radio speak. Yeah. So like, I think was it was a radio. It was a radio, wasn't it? Yeah. And um, he goes over and says, and he's like, oh God, I have to catch him. And he's like, no, 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 I can do this. Now. And he just bolts, but he is just a little too late. Just a yeah, little and, too late to miss and, that.
1: And when he finds Jay, this is probably my favorite kind of, Bit from, uh, yeah. from the movie. Jay.
0: Jay! I love it.
1: That's like. It's, it's basically what's known as like the movie No, isn't it? But it's not a No, it's an. And it's no. like. It's basically got like the, the the cliche kind of like pan up, like he yeah. he, he kind of goes and he gets gets small and sprawled, but he's got his arms kind of up to the sky. It's a really good like moment though. I really like it. <laughs> so pretty like like pretty much like straight away after that point, he's now got the fire, hasn't he? In terms of, like yeah. I want I want to do something about this, and he goes straight to like McGee pretty much, and he's on about the suit, isn't he? Yeah, the red suit. I need more of it. Why? I want you to build a hood to cover my face so no one will know who I am. And gloves, so I won't leave fingerprints. Can you do that?
0: Well, yes, I suppose so, but I...
1: Pike murdered Jay. I'm going to bring him in.
0: Well, that's crazy. You're barely able to control your... Power?
1: That's what you called it.
0: Yes, and a very unstable one. You came here asking to get rid of it.
1: I've changed my mind. He has, pretty much instantly, just from the brother's death, hasn't he? He's, like, really got, like, fire now to be the Flash.
0: Yeah, and this is when, actually, I feel like this is where the darker, moodier things finally kicking in. Like, not entirely like the Batman, like 1989 Batman, but now there's a vendetta now. There's a reason behind all this, yeah? So you can see this character is no longer, like, he's not. He's barely even lighthearted at all. He's now like, I'm the Flash, I'm brooding, grr, I need a, I got my brother to avenge, grr, no one's believing me because I'm a scientist, Girl. Right, Um, which means at one point he actually, because of his because of his lab research, he was able to find the den of of Pike. So the one, the hideout of Pike. So there's a whole sequence there, which I actually find quite funny, where he goes into, he goes and bolts through, and goes into it, and he's just messing around with the two bikers that are in there. Yeah, which which, uh, have you got a clip of that one? By the way, the one with the one with the boombox.
1: Yeah, basically, uh, I've got this. Yeah. I realize how an unhappy childhood probably led you to all this, but that's really no excuse. And you, you hear, so that's the classic kind of comic book kind of line. But what yeah. I love is, you remember how um, uh, he punches people in this movie? He does a really dorky punch, doesn't he? It's kind he,
0: of like a weird
1: turn. He doesn't put his whole body into it, and it's kind of almost like a jab. He kinda of like goes like that. It feels weird a, looking at how the flash punches. Yeah, it's a bit of a dorky punch, and I don't know whether that's he's been directed that way, but he look it looks kind of odd when he punches people. <laughs> I
0: get I, I get the weird feeling there might be slightly the restrictions of the suit, but that's just me, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, because the suit does look quite snug. Like I bet it looks I, I bet you he was far more comfortable than he ever was in a... like he he definitely looks more comfortable than Captain America in that goddamn suit. Yeah. Or or, or even Batman to be fair because Batman didn't look like did look it was too comfortable in that I
1: love the there's a, a epic sort of suit full suit reveal moment though where mm-hmm. and the music is really grand. I've got a clip of that I can't remember if it's just music though but it's like basically it's like the opening theme kind of bit yeah so you hear how grand that music is basically uh, the flash speeds into into frame and it pans up the entire body from the feet and you see it that. And in so the good. the lighting is really moody as well. So you've got like just the highlight of the red on one side, and it's like mm-hmm. the sort of street light like in the streets. And it, that is like the the whole Batman thing they're going for, isn't it? Like the moody yeah. kind of vibe. And even kind of like uh, the the villains, kind of like the the the, the, the bikers, they kind of like on the street and stuff. They kind of like. Fear him as this like sort of he's he's called like the Red Ghost and stuff like that, isn't he? And Yeah, it's West. like oh,
0: it's the Red Demon, the Speed Demon, he's yeah. the Red Ghost. It's all he's suddenly got all the nicknames, which yeah. is kind of cool. He's establishing already his his, 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 his his stuff, right? But now this thing, he's now kind of doing this without behind T, uh, behind McGee's back because McGee said, "Look, if you are going to do this, right." I need sensors on you so I can keep a track on you. And it's like, oh, you're doing this for the science. No, it's be- you're doing it for revenge, that's fine. But I need to be sure that you are safe out there because you're still having problems. Like you're having seizures and, and being hit incredibly dehydrated and all this stuff happening. So I need to be sure you're safe if you're going to do this bollocks. And you know, she's standing her ground like, God damn it. And he's like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fine, i do I'll do the sensor thing. Which is funny because... She is now this the thing is, McGee didn't tell uh uh Barry that she he that she is following him around in a truck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like around this sort of time as well, you get to see you get because there's some like some nice little side characters in this. Remember the the comedy kind of cops? Yeah because so, yeah, yeah. he basically ends up um uh like getting into a bit of bother, doesn't he? Like when he's first going out in the in the suit, and he ends up randomly like sort of being sort of Quite drained all the way down, and like these cops like find him, don't they? Mm. And uh, they give him a lift home because he hasn't got any. His powers are fully drained by that point. He hasn't kind of. That's when he's like not under the sort of supervision of mcgee isn't it that particular yeah, point. yeah because
0: he because he removes the suit yeah because he got stabbed, because he got stabbed in the leg and he removes the suit yeah because he's like oh i can't run because i'm limping and like, oh, i'm so tired suddenly and so, they, and the cops find him i love these cops look i know those guys from the crime lab are whacked out man but did you check his red boots i'm sorry come on murph will you give what? the poor guy
1: a break i mean how would you act if you got hit by lightning Oh, I'd probably go out and buy red boots. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's just that little comic like, comedy bits in there that I kind of like. It kind of like, <laughs> it feels quite like TV, but it also feels like it's got that like buddy cop kind of vibe that you get in. Mm. You got that kind of comedy you get in like buddy cop films, and I, there's a little bit of that, and a little bit of funny sort of side characters, uh, mm. and I kind of like that kind of stuff. <laughs>
0: There's another bit as well, which we've got to mention as well. Another life-hearted moment is when he, the girlfriend is coming over for a visit and he decides and he realizes that his house is a dump. So he tries to clean the house. But he does it so quickly that a cyclone happens in this house and just causes more mess.
1: Yeah. First of all, it looks like he's doing alright. He's kind of just going round, sort of turning up quickly. But then he tries That's to gonna... he, he tries to pick up the pace, doesn't he? And then he just yeah. like everything's just going everywhere. And he, he sort of like just gives up, doesn't he? Then. But you get like that bit. You've got some sort of classical music playing over it, haven't he? It's like something like that. Yeah. And then yeah, and then this then
0: leads to the him explaining to the girlfriend the girl and one moment in time looks like they're about to break up and then they, later on and later on in the show in the episode um, they meet up again and they look like they're about to have that sexy scene that uh, we were talking about um, yeah. well let's see how that sexy scene went I assuming you have a clip for that
1: well I've got a clip of the yeah I've got a clip of the, the gag I can't believe it was over so quickly <laughs>
0: disappointing well yeah <laughs> after all that
1: anticipation
0: why bother 20 bucks for a fight that's over in two rounds mm-hmm.
1: so he's talking about the boxing the pay-per-view boxing that but it's like obviously because he's the flash and they're in bed together you've got this like gag that he's quick in bed as well haven't you but
0: although i would kind of love the fact that he may be you know oh, i I'm, imagine having sex with a flash like that is like, is, would that be fun, or would it be over really quickly, or would it be? I don't know. Like, what would happen? Would you just be like, "It's like you haven't realized, it, but we've done it seven times."
1: Well, the thing, <laughs> the thing is, I mean, it's just like his speed is just from like running and stuff. So I don't you think, I, yeah, I think that I don't think that would be a, a fast thing. And he can control the speed, can't he? He can he can go well, fast mean, yeah, when he wants I, to go fast.
0: I'm just having a funny thought that maybe you know. You know what? What if he's like into it, and he gets into it, and then suddenly he gets so into it that he forgets, and he just goes zoom. You know, it could happen. It could happen. That
1: so uh, like, accidentally yeah. impregnated impregnated about five times.
0: He's like, I'm sorry, um, but uh, it's been it's been five times. Uh, apparently, you haven't realised it, but we've done this like seven times now. It's it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a very good minute for me. Um... <laughs> He finally gets all the information ready to go and take down Pike. So he finally's at the ready. He's finally able to go and take down Pike. He finds out he's in the old warehouse. There's also a chemical factory. But he's also, we he knows that they're, 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 they're trying to break into the prison, I believe it is, to try yeah. and take out all of the other members of the gang. And this is where we finally see the Flash in his full form. And I kind of like it especially some of the cases where he's doing the way he does the fights. uh, It's almost like stop motion, which I kind of like, because he's going so fast, you don't see the full movement. So he is purposely quite jittery when he's doing punches and kicks and throws around all the people. So that was pretty cool.
1: Do you remember remember that scene, though, where they've caught, they've got the the girlfriend of Pike in custody, and all of a sudden, Mm. like, uh, uh, Barry's gone into, like, uh, dirty, well not dirty cop mode but like bad cop mode and yeah. he goes can I can I interrogate her and he goes in there It's like, so he, it, yeah. he's basically they let him in, he's a scientist and they just let him in and it's kind of, yeah. obviously a personal thing as well so it's kind of like he's got that agenda but he goes like proper into bad cop mode in this scene mm-hmm. The guys around the station think you're all on drugs you
0: know or crazy but I know better I know you really did see a demon. He was as red as blood, wasn't he? And fast, like a flash. So if you care about Pike, you'll tell us where he is. Because, Slot. if we don't find him,
1: the Flash will. Now I know you really want to tell me.
0: Where is he? I can't. I can't tell you. I can't. Take off her clothes. <laughs> Jesus. I know, that bit got me, like, really, like, kind of, like, unsettled. Take off her clothes.
1: Yeah, we're like... Take the lab. Yeah, but it's just the way he, he's a really aggressive when he says it. Take off your clothes. It's like, this is a different side of
0: Barry, isn't it? This is the dark and moody one we were talking about. It's like saying, now we're getting serious. We're getting, like, angry, grr, you know? Um, and this is where he ends up finding all well, things are going to face down pike. Um, what's interesting then is the, the whole thing in the police station is actually quite funny because uh, the police are finally there, like not the police station, the prison. And the police station, the police are all there, all gather around try to stop. About the, the pumbling cops accidentally see the flash in full costume, but they don't believe it's real. And
1: yeah, that I've got. Kind of stuff. I've got a clip of that. Mm.
0: Hey Murph, I saw it. The thing, the, the, the red ghost. I'm sure, you did,
1: fellows. And I'm Marie Antoinette. <laughs> no, I'm
0: serious. She was standing right
1: there. Uh, what do I have to do? Check you for head
0: wounds?
1: So that's the same comedy cops we heard earlier, like the red boots yeah. and stuff.
0: One of his... let's, let, let's just kind of move on very quickly onto the sort of our final bit there, because. Um, we're now finally... We've, we've got all these shenanigans, all the fight scenes, all the cruel little bits in the end. Although there's not a lot of fight scene in it, but when there is, it's quite good. Then we get to the confrontation with Pike, yeah. finally.
1: Which is a really good confrontation. It, it's basically uh, quite epic. Mm.
0: What are you? And where did you come from? I came from you, you, Pike.
1: You made me. When you killed my brother. I
0: killed a lot of men's brothers.
1: <laughs> i love that it's like it's almost like for me it was a tuesday it's almost like that kind.
0: Yes. yes it was that kind of level of ham
1: right? <laughs> i love it you made me but yeah the end he, uh, pike steals that that line with at the at the end it's great
0: yeah. And then by the end of it, basically, uh, Bar- you know, Barry does a little run around, literally grabs a rope at one point, ties, hog ties him up and just gets him ready to like, to, you know, to get to- for him to be arrested. Although you can see at those moments where he just wants to kill him, but he just kind of goes, Listen, I'm just going to wrap, tie you up and get you ready to take it to the authorities and that kind of thing. And it sort of an ends on that note, really, where he stops Pike and everything else is all good and dandy. This- and then it adds a confrontation with the geek
1: but there's a bit though when, when he's fighting with Pike there's a bit where he gets electrocuted isn't it and it looks like that would have killed him like he goes into like a pylon or something yeah he does
0: because he, he gets he gets up he, doesn't he just get like uppercutted like up Well though, throws doesn't up he throws up into the ceiling
1: he goes round him in a, like a tornado and it, yes. it, it sort of elevates him in, into some pylons doesn't it basically yeah
0: see there's a tornado I'm, think, I'm, I'm seeing him like he's doing a couple of punches near there mm. the flash goes round him so quickly he does the silo you know he does it does like the cyclone tornado thing. He gets launched up into the ceiling, gets electrocuted, dropped down, and then ties him up and says, and it's like oh, he's fine and he just leaves by that point and yeah and then by that point he's, he's he's done with Pike he's feeling more rewarded and better about himself and then he finds and at the end the, the show ends uh, the show the show ends in two ways but the first bit the show ends first of all with him uh having talking to McGee who's finally like caught up with him because he's been being very sneaky and doing things behind his back yeah etc etc um do you have any clip
1: from that last little confrontation no, not the bit with McGee. I've got a little bit where he's talking to the, the little boy.
0: Well that's it. That's how it ends. So it ends then afterwards going with the family, right? Yeah. Uh he's been with the family. And it all seems this is the new family now. The establishment, this is the new family now. So Julio's involved. Um uh looks like the girlfriend's still around. McGee's I'm not sure if McGee was in the house. I don't think she was. But, no, because uh, you, you got
1: that him you got the scene with him and McGee where it basically just like yeah. um setting up for the series so he she's going to be helping him in the in the series kind of thing uh yeah yeah, he he basically talks the last sort of shot the closing sort of like scene of the movie is him talking to the son jay's son isn't it yeah sean i want you to know something anytime you need me i'll be there for you I couldn't run like your dad but i'll be there in a flash so it's kind of a sweet sweet moment he plays the he plays sort of dad type roles really well obviously in dawson's creek he's got like of the course. dawson's dad but whenever he's kind of like sort of in those scenes like there he's talking to the little boy then he's kind of really sort of genuine like he's good at that kind of role <laughs>
0: And it's actually really sweet because yeah. it ends up he goes over and then says afterwards, like, even though I'm not as fast as your dad, I'll still be there in a flash. Mm. And like that is actually really, really sweet and really kinda nice and a nice way to end that. And then that's the end of the and that's the end of the pilot episode. I okay, I'm gonna be honest. I had I had a good time watching this, but um, I will say full up and up front that this isn't too bad. Um, to the point that I actually, am quite, I'm actually once realizing that, that even, uh, other than saw sort of the 90s cheese and stuff, this was all right. And it reminded me again, like, actually this, the Flash, the Flash TV series was quite an underrated show and kind of needs a second look. Um, yeah. it was quite fun to do that. So I think, you know what, let's just go right into the trash armature, shall we? Okay. So this is the Trashometer. For people who have uh, never heard us for the first, If this is the first time you listen to us. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, what we do in order to rate uh, the movies we watch, we do something called the Trashometer. We have five different settings, and we basically judge on how trashy or how enjoyably trashy the film, or in this case, the TV pilot, was. We start off at the very bottom, which is tame. Tame means that there wasn't really anything trashy about it, or it was actually generally just quite boring. You then have a a tiny bit trashy where it's got a little few elements of fun and quirkiness, but it's not pure trash fun yet. Then in the middle, you've got trash. It's the sweet spot, the golden goose. It's the ultimate thing that you want to be if you want to be a good trashy movie too trashy is when it's starting to start pushing our buttons and our boundaries we're still having a good time but we are having moments where we're uncomfortable or angry or whatever and then there's torture torture is the worst it is either too bad to be enjoyed it's gone over the threshold there's too much that angers us to really enjoy watching that movie again so with that in mind then ed what do you think of the flash pilot episode Where does
1: it fall on the trashometer? Well, I mean, I I think this was one that I picked as wasn't it? This movie, but Mm. basically, and it was like I was expecting it to be more trashy than it was, and more kind of like cheesy. It's got a lot of cheese, like we've spoke about, but it hasn't got enough for it to be high on the trashometer. So it's actually, Mm. I would even put it as tame. I would put it at the lowest rating. It's not. It's not boring. But in terms of like trashiness, there isn't a lot of trashiness in it. So it's kind of got to be tame. I I could be, I suppose I could be pushed to maybe go tiny bit, but like, I don't think there is even tiny bits of trash.
0: I actually am going to say this. This is a tame. And this, and this is not in this case, because we've had a few other tame movies on the list. We had Doom on the... We had Doom on Tame, for mm. example, but that was because we were bored. Like, we were bored. It was yeah. Doom and it was boring. Uh, we also... The other one The other one was The Lift we did, the uh, Dutch movie The Lift. But that's the reason is because even though there were some really interesting moments, we realized the only reason why we enjoyed it is because the circumstances we watched it, not the movie itself. Mm. Here the reason why we're putting on tame i think is not because it's bad i argue it's good like yeah. it's enjoyable it's got the 90s cheese in it and it's got the uh, and it's got the thing like that but it's not it's not enjoyable because of its trashy nature it's enjoyable because it's actually quite a decent is it quite a decent movie it is quite a decent show so yeah do we agree it's just tame
1: yeah, it's tame, but it is good because we haven't had many tames and it's good to kind of mix it up a little bit. And yeah, you know, it, it's it's got those... The, the, every. I think it's because we have to have it as tame is because even the bits that would be considered cheesy just are good. They, 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 kind, of, good they kind of like just um, add a good element to it. So it's they, they're it, not negative.
0: And, and this is the thing. If this was properly funded as a movie. Let's say we gave it an extra, I don't know, extra twenty million dollars, right? And you and you edited and you and you made things a little bit more there and made it made longer and that kind of thing. I could have totally seen this as a movie as a kid, like properly in the cinema and I would have enjoyed the hell out of it. And yeah, um, so I feel like this is this was definitely a, 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 a missed opportunity, a lost a lost cause. And I actually the reason why it's going on the tame is because it's not bad; it's good, it's really good, and I recommend it to people. Actually, watch the series of the Flash. So we'll put it on the tame. All right, there we go. So. Um, right, so th- uh, thank you very much for joining us on our second on our second little adventure into the in the summer of superhero schlock. We've got al- we've got we've got a few more down the pipeworks. We've got about two or three more. We possibly have. We've got at least a few two, three more. We're thinking of doing.
1: Absolutely. Cool.
0: So, um, just as sort of things wrapping up at the minute. Um, do you have uh, what else have we been up to at the minute? Just sort of wrapping up because uh, you have launched an episode up on the. You're launching and up an episode on the Enigmatic uh, Channel about something that we were discussing last time.
1: Yeah, by by the time this podcast goes out, it's probably going to be on. It will be online. Uh, mm-hmm. It's basically uh, we we've lo- lo- we've launched a series on the main channel which is retro saturday rewind and this is basically like based around sort of saturday morning nostalgia so you know when you used to get up as a kid and there'd be cartoons on but also there'd be like music on sort of like pop stars would be featured on like shows like going live and stuff like that so you've got music nostalgia as well of that of that period and also sort of tv shows and stuff like that so and toys as well like that so anything from the 80s and 90s that we remember like Mm. significant parts of a childhood like cartoons tv shows toys and and music from that time we're going to discuss on that show and i'm kicking it off with a top 10 because at the moment we still can't sort of like do things together so i kind of like wanted Mm. a bit of like a uh just a countdown kind of just the, 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 the top 10 cartoon themes basically is how we're kicking off that show but like later down the line there'll be like reactions of like certain shows or certain music videos and stuff like that and it's all going to be like our usual kind of format of reaction review but uh, there'll be a few lists in there as well like top tens (sighs) and top fives. And, uh, yeah, so that we're kicking things off with the top ten cartoon themes, which is, is going to be an interesting one because a lot of people... I had quite a lot of buzz around that. I, I said that I was doing mm. it. And people were really interested in like, already kind of posting in comments their top ten and favourites and whatnot. So I think that one mm. will go down fairly well. So I'm looking forward I think to some... one,
0: uh, I think one of those, well, would be good when we do that one is hoping we can do constantly not Not, not like watch-alongs, but it would be nice if one episode would just us... Rewatching a cartoon uh, from beginning to end, like an episode of a cartoon that we liked. Like it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Where On Earth, is Carmen San Diego. All these kind of shows that I used to love watching as a kid, and just watching them and just feeling nostalgic like while we're still in our pyjamas and trying to head, have hot cocoa, Yeah, so dream.
1: that's That's like a tease of the aesthetic of that show as well, because we're basically going to, we're going to try and, we, we want the, it to be first air on a Saturday morning, that's why we gave it that name. So you're kind of watching it when you used to watch that kind of stuff. And we're going to be in our PJs on the
0: episode.
1: Yes. And uh, it's just going to have that whole Saturday morning vibe, which I'm really looking forward to exploring. You know?
0: We will also have to get the most sugary of all cereals. Yes, Definitely. Cookie Crisp is mine, by the way. I'm, I'm dibs on Cookie Crisp. So. Cookie,
1: I don't think you can even get that here. Like, you, it was basically just cookies in a bowl, wasn't it?
0: I know you can get Cookie Crisp somewhere. It's, it's just hard to find, but I know you can get Cookie Crisp, so I'm totally getting Cookie Crisp. Um, was, yeah, I, that,
1: actually, talking of cereals, because like there's a podcast I listen to called uh, Blasphemer from Our Past. And, uh, they, are, I'm looking forward to listening to their recent episode because it is basically top ten cereals. So they're just going to be talking about the cereals of like their childhood. <laughs>
0: dream, the, living the dream can't wait, so yeah, thank you, I'm dead excited for this to kick off soon, so there's loads of other stuff going on, but that's I think the big one that we're trying to launch out, so um, just as, as per usual when it comes to that, listen, to, just go look at our social media stuff, we'll, we've always got new stuff up there, especially on Instagram we are surprisingly more busy on Instagram than we are on other platforms on Facebook we're a little bit, we're quite busy, on Twitter we're, we're busy, but we're busy more for the video game stuff, everywhere else, on Instagram we are very busy
1: yeah, I, I basically, I think it's good to um, sort of realise that each social media kind of is more dedicated to different things. Because it's like, I mean, a lot of the Instagram just shares over to Facebook. Uh, but the because Greg controls the Twitter and he's our Enigmatic Play host, a lot of the, the Twitter community is Enigmatic Play focused. But that's, that's okay. So a lot of the play, if you're interested in a lot of the Enigmatic Play stuff, get on our Twitter Go for it. Yeah.
0: And yeah, and that's just, just keep an eye on the YouTube channels, everything else. Watch out for the skies, everything else. You know what I'm talking about. Just uh, just have a look at there. So, yeah, we'll, we're wrapping up. Thank you guys very much for joining. And uh, tune in next time. Uh, tune in next time where we're going to be doing the Punisher. Oh boy, can't wait. So, until next time, keep an eye on your trash. There might be some treasure in there. See you later. See ya. bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode and hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please share it around with movie lovers, you know, maybe add a star rating or write a good review. All of this helps with the algorithm and provides us with more opportunities to reach the ears to a whole new bunch of bad film fanatics. Want to find out more about us? Then head over to our socials where we provide sneak peeks and up to date news on everything nostalgic and trashy. You can find our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages in the description. So please, follow us. See you next time, cinephiles.